Mishnah 17, Shimon Beno, Omer. What did Shimon say? Called Yomai, all my days, Godalti Bain Hachachomim. I grew up amongst wise men. And I never found anything that is more beneficial to a person, which in this explanation is guf, tov, nothing better, elishtika, only silence. They say silence is golden, speech is silver. Heard that expression. When a person doesn't speak much, he stays out of trouble. There is a posuk that says, Shomer Pivola Shono, somebody who guards his mouth and his tongue. Shomer Mitzoros Nafsho. He protects himself, protects his nefesh from tsuris, from problems. All the problems come from the mouth. The mouth is a sacred tool that Hashem gave us. The one thing that raises man above all other creations is the power of speech. The mouth can accomplish the greatest things in the world, and at the same time, the same mouth can be the most destructive thing in the world. On Yom Kippur, we say al If you look through the al you'll see that a large number of the al deal with sins that come from the mouth. And therefore, Hashem is very concerned about the mouth. The mouth has the power to destroy people's reputations. The mouth can destroy shaduchim. The mouth can destroy people's livelihoods. The mouth can destroy careers. It's just a destructive tool. In fact, our sages tell us that's the reason why we have two locks on our mouth. We have our lips and we have our teeth. It's a double lock because what comes out of our mouth needs to be sacred. Why is it very, very important to guard our mouth? You can't serve Hashem and praise Hashem with the same mouth that is tameh, with the same mouth that is defiled. It's a contradiction to praise Hashem with the mouth that He gave you, with the tool that He gave you against Him. It's to use Hashem's life force that He gives us, and we use it against the giver of the life force. So this is a very, very serious sin. The Gemara says that when somebody speaks evil, it is worse than the three cardinal sins that we are required to give up our lives for. Those three cardinal sins are Shvichas Damim, spilling blood, Gila Arayas, having improper relationships, and Avodazara, serving strange gods. When we use our mouth improperly, in the Torah's eyes, it is those cardinal sins. So Shimon says, I've been hanging around the wise people. He says, he called Yomai all my days. It's not somebody that popped in every once in a while to be amongst the wise men. This is a person who was constantly surrounded by the wise people and constantly was drawing from their wisdom and constantly was watching their conduct 
and their behavior and their speech. And he had many, many impressions from all those different situations that he was around the wise people. And then if you went up to him, he asked him from all the times that you were around the wise people and from all the days that you hung around the wise people, if you had to pick one thing that stood out more than everything else, what would that thing be? And he says, I searched and I searched and I searched all around. And I went through my entire inventory of everything I learned and everything I observed. And I come to one conclusion, that silence is the most important thing. And that's tov, that's good. We know in Bereshis, Hashem uses the word tov when He created man. So tov is a very, very important thing. And He says that good means your mouth is sealed. They say also, if a person would never talk, you could never distinguish between one person and another person what he's all about. So the mouth really gives out the secret of what is contained inside of the body. By taking on this trait of trying to be silent, one does not only protect himself from saying what he's not supposed to, but then all the people that are around him know He's a person that is careful with his language, with his words. And therefore, by his example, it rubs off on other people that they should not violate this very important principle. Now, there's another very important point. We shouldn't have a lot of static in our brain. Find peace and quiet in our minds so that we can concentrate on what we're doing. The reason why we don't many times have the proper intentions and kavana during davening, because there's no silence in our brain. It's constantly racing. So another word in shetika, besides being silence, another word we can use is tranquil. Tranquility. And that's maybe the reason why he uses the word laguf for the body. He could have said like this, tov. I didn't find anything better. What does the guf have to do with it? What is the body? It seems there's another message here in terms of the physical body. That there's nothing better for the physical body than tranquility. When a person is tranquil, then his body stays healthy. When a person is not tranquil, that means he suffers from anxiety, envy, haughtiness. He suffers from all different types of character defects. Those defects do not allow the person to be at peace. You'll see people that get sick many times because there's inner turmoil. There's a war that's going on constantly inside. And if you don't have peace of mind, so that brings difficult ailments and situations. So this concept of shtika is a very, very important principle, not only as a protection from sin, it is also a health protector. 
It also serves to ensure that a person is calm and content. When the person is nervous, and many times that comes because there's a lack of tranquility, which comes because of character defects or other things of that nature. So then it has tremendous repercussions. Then he continues the Mishnah and he says, Not just the studying is the most important thing. Only the action. There's a saying, actions speak louder than words. It's easy to study and then do what you want. But it's a lot more difficult to study to study with the intention to be able to fulfill an obligation. So he must have been hanging around the wise people and like we learned before, was observing and watching what's going on. And what he came away with was that the wise men, the real wise men, means our sages, they were very careful with their behavior. It's not just that shtika is a great thing, and he observed that. He is also testifying that they lived by that. And not only by that, they were very concerned with their actions. Now, actions can be actions between man and Hashem, and actions can be between man and his fellow man and his fellow friend. So when he was observing them, he came away saying that the people he was around were very careful in all of their actions, in all of their masim, everything that they did jived. There was no contradiction between their life and between their study. What they studied, they lived. And they lived what they studied. It was like a concept of echos bepeh ve'echos belev. Heart and soul were united. It wasn't two separate things. There's one mitzvah to learn and there's another mitzvah to behave. It's one thing. We can't live in contradiction. Hashem very much does not appreciate when people live contradictory lives. We have to be very concerned about that because that's what Chilol Hashem, defiling the holy name, is all about. It's brought down better not to learn than to learn and then to transgress. Because if you didn't learn, so you didn't learn. But if you learned and there are people observing you and they know that you learned and then they see that you do the opposite of what you learned, they walk away with an interpretation either that this learned man is learning the improper things. Because if he can do this, after all the learning, that means that's what he's learning. That's what it's teaching him. So that can be a tremendous defilement of the Holy Torah. And that's why we see many times the Gemara says that a wise man, a Talmud Chacham, should not walk out with a stain on his clothes even. You have to be recognizable that if you are a person that is studying Torah, then you become a representative of the Torah. You need to be the image of what the Torah is. It is very important for people who are teachers. The Gemara says you need to be a Noah Doirish Noah Mekayim. Practice what you preach. 
What happens if a person preaches and he doesn't practice? That becomes very problematic for everybody. And account of that, people don't listen. We need to lead by example. So that is a very important principle. There's another thing here that I wanted to touch on, which is a Gemara. The Gemara says that if a person says, has Torah, he prides himself that he's a big Talmud Chacham. But if he doesn't live by it, then he doesn't even have the Torah that he learned. It's meaningless. We can't make out of Torah a study, a subject. Torah is not a subject. Torah is a way of life. Besides that, it's a code of law. But the code of law is to teach us how to live proper. Shimon, the son of Rabbi Gamaliel, he grew up amongst great people. His father, Gamaliel, was the head of the Sanhedrin, was head of the 71 Sanhedrin during the time of the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. So we can just imagine what kind of lessons Shimon had and what kind of lessons he observed. And he's trying to tell us that he walked away learning this principle. So he had to have observed it, he had to have internalized it, and then he was telling us that this is one of the main, main principles. Then we may finish the Mishnah, and if you blabble, constantly chattering, your mouth is constantly moving, maybe hate. Bring sin. It's impossible that a person who is constantly chattering for him not to come to the different types of sins that take place with the mouth. We need to just clarify one more thing here. When it says here, that means that he's just talking without action. But if a person is talking a lot, but his actions don't contradict his talking, that's not going to bring to hate. Let's say a great rabbi is teaching 24-7, but his actions equal his words. That's fine. The problem that presents itself is when the talking is more than the action. Not only does it bring the person to sin, but all the people that are around this person also are influenced and it brings them to sin. They say don't talk more than you listen. If you talk too much and you don't listen, then there's no way to learn from others or to improve. One of the greatest attributes that Yisro had says, Vayishma Yisro, and Yisro heard. In Jewish they say, Nishtert Gehert, not that he heard, at Derhert. It registered in his mind. What did he hear that had an effect on him that made him change the course of his life? He was a good listener. And when you are a good listener, when you hear more than you speak, then it is possible to grow. Maybe that's why Hashem gave us two ears and only one mouth. To listen twice as much as you talk. That's why we say Shema Yisrael. They say traditionally it's Hero Israel. But I always say it's not just about Hero Israel. You're talking to yourself. You Jew... Listen, listen, know where you come from, know who your forefathers were. Listen and understand that you have tremendous spiritual strength as a child of our forefathers. Shema Yisrael, we think we're talking to everybody else. Everybody else should listen. No, you listen.
You listen. You listen and understand you're a Jew and what does it mean to be a Jew. It's a very, very difficult thing that as much as we talk, we got to listen twice as much. It even plays a big role with parents. Maybe we should talk half the amount that we would like to talk to our children and listen twice as much. Mabed Varm brings chet. It just brings problems. May it be possible for us to be able to live like that. Sometimes we're so busy thinking about what we're going to talk about that we don't hear what's being said. Instead of concentrating and listening to what is being said, we're already preparing the answer before we even have absorbed what the other person said. Many times somebody's saying something, instead of understanding their point, we're already contemplating how to knock off their point. This mission is so powerful, it manifests itself in so, so many different ways. And all of the things you have to do with talking, by the way. When it says, be quiet, that means don't talk so much. When it says, the main thing is actions, not words, not the study. That's also with the mouth. It's just lip service. Lip service by davening, lip service by learning. We don't care where it's taking us. We don't care that the action is more important than the word. And then he ends up again with too much speaking. So everything, really the Mishnah, boils down to our mouth has to be guarded in a very appropriate way and used only properly and then backed up by action.